Hello, everybody. This is Ryan Odman here with a new episode of Whole Creations. Today, we will be having a guest star all the way from Ontario, Canada, Mr. Aaron Zaretsky. He is the father of my roommate, Jeremiah Zaretsky. So I'm really excited to have Aaron Zaretsky on Whole Creations today. He has quite an interesting testimony, a testimony of having mild form of autism, speech impediment, dyslexia, and still overcoming the odds and having a great ministry in Canada right now. But most importantly, he is a believer in Jesus Christ. So I'm excited to have him on here, and I believe you'll get something great out of this episode. Hello, everybody. My name is Ryan Odman, and I have my guest with me here today, Mr. Aaron Zaretsky. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm doing quite well. For everyone out there, um, Aaron has made a good, a really great contribution to my life by just being with the Lord. And um, he has spoken such words of wisdom over my life and word of knowledge. And he has been a great honor to my life. So I'm definitely thankful to God for Aaron's life. So. Thank you. I think God gives me a gift to speak into people's lives when, he, when I'm full of the Spirit, and I'm able to give from, from the knowledge that He's given me. And I can't really take credit for anything, except that I know that God is the one who does that. When the word healing comes to your mind, what do you think of? Because healing is so vast, but what, what does it mean to you personally? Well, I believe there are three stages of healing. I mean, not three stages, but three types of healing. There's an emotional healing. There is a, a physical healing. And there's a spiritual healing. And I think that um, there are different parts of that. For example, God healed me um, uh, physically with the Canadian Armed Forces. He healed me with, uh, with re reading the Word of God, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Well, as I read the, the scripture, God transformed my mind. And he used clowning or, uh, to heal me emotionally. And, and the physical, so God deals physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And so healing is a, a three-part. And part of that healing is trying to deal with offenses in our lives, people that hurt us, because how we react to that allows, uh, allows us to keep being hurt or not being hurt. For instance, somebody who has been abused, and I had, I, I, I was assaulted when I was younger. If I had not forgiven him, released him, and stuff like that, I would not be where I am today. And I think that um, that doesn't mean to say that I have to trust this individual again or to go. So, um, so what, there are many different routes of, uh, that, that stops us from being, receiving healing. Mm -hmm. But there are many ways that we can. And the first thing is to give forgiveness for, for things that we, um, for, for what, what, what we couldn't, what they don't deserve. Because if you don't forgive people 
for what they don't deserve, then you're holding on to them. And if you're holding on, you're still hurt by it. But they're not because they have may not or know if you have any hurt. So forgiveness is really about um, for you so that you can move on in your life and to let go. Doesn't mean that you have to trust that area again. I mean, I would not be alone with that person no matter what. But I think that as, as a person, we need to be, we need to be uh, healed that way. We also need to understand who we are, okay? And, and that God is no respecter of person. He will heal, and, he, and his reason for healing is mostly for salvation, to give him glory, and to give him honor. So, and the other thing is, the reason I say who we are is because I've met individuals who gotten healed. This person that I uh, had talked about, um, what would happen is she had uh, a problem with pain. And all her life, she was feeling pain. I met also another person who also was blind. And they were happy because they came, their testimony was that they were blind or, or they're hurt, and, but they're still moving on. God was there. And all of a sudden, the blind person, we were in at this conference, her eyes opened, and she said, you're too close. And she got so angry that God healed her, because what was her testimony now? <laughs> her testimony was being healed. And the other person, well, she got healed of the pain, and for, for eight months, she could do everything herself. She didn't need people anymore. She didn't have this fibromyalgia or whatever it was that her, it plagued her body. And she could do things for herself. And then she remembered all the things that people used to do for her. And she went back to her pain. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to tell you, healing is also a, a process of changing our mind and our view and walking in to to the fullness of that healing yeah so what do you think <laughs> oh that's that's spot on um that's very spot on i think the thing is too we live in a, a world a society where we take on the labels that people put on us but we don't ever find out who we were meant to be in christ and so what i've been learning is um because for me i'm believing more and more about being fully healed from my autism and God wants me to focus on me, focusing on him and knowing who I am. Because when I know who I am, I'm able to know that healing is a byproduct of being a son of the Most High King. And so it's just all about perspective, mindset, and knowing who you are in Christ. So the renewing of your mind like you shared. Yeah, there's a story. I walked into a bank. I had been working at McDonald's. Uh, for one of my younger jobs before I, I could get a real full-time job. And I was full-time at McDonald's. I walked in and usually, you know, with, with, with autism, with my kind of autism, when I'm tired, I just a blank stare, right? 
And I asked the lady to help me fill up the receipt so that I could deposit and, and take out. And the, per, the other person right beside her says to me, says to her, don't worry about him. He's mentally retarded. Right, right in front of because they didn't know, you know, I had, I, they saw that I was handicapped, but they didn't know what it was. I was just tired. So I went to, and I looked at him and I, I, I waved like this to her. And she did it because I knew that I couldn't change her mind. Went to the bank manager, asked for her. And I said, do you always insult your people that are handicapped? I said, I may have dyslexia, speech impediment. At that time, I didn't know it was autism. That, that, was, that, that, that was an autistic moment. And so I said, I said to her, I don't want her to be fired, but I want to let her know that that hurt me very, very much and that I, I would like to stop her from doing that to any other customer. Well, apparently the bank manager moved her and she didn't lose her job. She moved to another branch. Mm -hmm. um, um, and, I and I happened to walk into that branch and the person apologized in front of me and said, I'm sorry, I didn't know. And I said, that's all right. Thank you for, not, for, for telling her not to lose my job. Feel free to answer this question however you so choose. Um, do you believe people can be healed from autism? I believe they can be, but I want you to understand autism is not just um, a, 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 an illness or a, a problem. Autism is a gift because in the same sense that we can, we can learn how to deal with our issues we, uh, we, you know, sometimes people who are normal, they, they don't recognize they have problems. Mm -hmm. Here we know that we can't, sometimes some things just get us too much noise and we are too much interaction and we need to take a break. There are a lot of people, I even seen great pastors who work and work and work until they get burnt out. Okay, in autism, you know, sometimes people who have it, sometimes um, get, uh, know when I, it's enough. I can't do that. Okay, I have to do something to, to break it up. Um, I believe that we can function normally, and I think that we can do anything that any, any normal person can do. I believe that sometimes um, we see things that other people can't see, and there's sometimes we have to get over some things that say, I have to touch this or I have to do this or I have to do that to make us feel comfortable. Um, but, you know, overall, I think people, I think um, autism is more of a gift than, than uh, it's just that other people don't understand us. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes we need to learn how to practice ways to to have peace and i think that you know believing in god and re receiving god's word and you know even if i couldn't read it i i would put it on and uh, now it's easy you can just put it on uh, on audiobook and um and just soak in in that also it's about not being offended because people don't understand you 
Um, the biggest frustration for me is um, people don't take me seriously or they think, oh, that's another person. Sometimes I get away with things because I'm autistic and I, I'm just inappropriate, but they say, oh, that's Aaron. But that's fine. Um, but in the same sense, I think that the, the real thing for people to realize, and I think with, with that is the de decency of life and, and being treated fairly and um, not being discounted out because you have an issue with autism or an issue with dyslexia or, uh, or, or, or any kind of handicap. Mm. It's, it's, it's not really, our biggest handicap is not us, it's them. People who review us, um, because most of the time we know who we are and we know that we can't take this or we can't do that. And so there's a way that we can, we have to find ways to cope with it. So we need to be a little more ingenious, a little more, that way, when we're overloaded, find a little way to relax. You know what? Sometimes adults are overloaded and they're not autistic and they still don't know what to do. So they, they don't know how, how they don't have a way to escape. Uh, sometimes we escape in different ways. We just need to learn how to do it better or, or be able to find a way to 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 deal with that um, so that we can get back on track and you know some some autistic people have such great minds I knew one guy who could tell you every weather report there is and, and that and maybe he could have been a great meteorologist if people would get past that that there are some people who are, are very statistical some people Believe, you know, have to do everything properly or a certain way. Um, those those are, can be good qualities or bad qualities. Right. The hardest part is 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 being pliable, be able to deal with change. And I have as much trouble dealing with major change as anybody else. Hmm. Now, people who are not artistic have problem with change too. They just don't admit it. We kind of break down. That's okay. Yeah. But at least we admit it. And um, it's learning how to give over the environment that we're uncomfortable with in. And uh, that's hard to do. And I'm going to tell you, there are times where I get so overwhelmed that I, I feel like I can't do anything. I just stop and, um, what I used to do when I got over round is go sh go uh, window shopping. I would walk in the store for hours and look at the same thing, same prices all the time because it gave me comfort. Even and I know that I could buy it, but I can't buy it because I really don't have the money. But I, but it it was a it was a thing to get me out of that rut, right. you know. So I would say if you're autistic, be creative. Find ways that you can cope. 
I'm going to I'm going to tell you my testimony. I I actually had it published so just uh, recently in in a book. So I'm, uh, I'll try to get keep it as short as possible. Okay. So first of all, if you notice, I was I was born in a a, in a Jewish Orthodox home. I called my grandmother Bubi and my grandfather Zadie and. Uh, and you know, the first couple of years of my life, we we spent uh, we had a traditional Orthodox Jewish home, separate dishes and everything like that. And uh, you know, uh, and in in our lives in Jewish in in and now I'm a Jewish believer in Jesus, but in our lives, everything you have to do in your life is it, it, when it comes to children. They were part of the blessing, whether we did Passover or, or whether we did and we would have different rituals. So the firstborn would be redeemed by 30 pieces of silver. Sounds interesting, eh? Mm -hmm. uh, they would be uh, and they would have a pay ben, uh, uh, you know, uh, so that and they would go to a Levi or Cohen, somebody who was um, an elder, um, um, somebody who was from that tribe so that they could because all the firstborn belongs to, to God. And so we did that, um, I, you know, and I and, you know, no matter how my father didn't want me because I came might be a little bit more inappropriate for him. On those Jewish days, on those certain sacred days, they had to bless your kid, the kids, no matter what. So there was always that blessing that, that was in my life. And I think blessings are good. And if people don't have blessings in their lives, well, you know, God created you for such a time for blessings. Now, you know, I grew up with dyslexia, speech impediment, hand and eye motor control. Um, so I was very uncoordinated. I had trouble speaking. I spoke backwards and I read backwards. And little did I know, which I know now, is I had a, 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 a autism a little bit. So uh, I, um, I would, I, it didn't, they didn't diagnose it because it was so mild. And at that time, they didn't know anything about autism. Okay. I, I had a hard time and kids would tease me and they, and, you know, in grade school, I had tacks on my chair and I had all kinds of, of real problems. And it was just very, very difficult. Um, you know, but I had an imaginary friend. And that, that really, because I couldn't talk to people or I couldn't communicate or people were teasing me, other than when I sang, I could sing. I'm, I had this imaginary friend called Teacher, okay? And Teacher taught me th things that I didn't read. And remember, I've read the Old Testament, but I didn't read the, the New Testament. And Teacher would teach me things like, forgive them for they don't know what to do. And we had these adventures that we would go to different countries, go under the radar, feed the poor and the sick and the needy. And it was really weird because at one point uh, in, my, uh, in my life now as, as a missionary and pastor, I actually 
went to one of those countries. And while I was there, I had uh, an epiphany. The, the Lord just, uh, I had an epiphany because the Lord uh, showed me um, that you were here before. And I said, I don't remember that. And then he said, well, do you remember on the way I was showing you all the places where all the humanitarian aid goes into these black markets? I said, yes. Would you remember when you went through the customs that they did instead of x-raying your stuff, they let your whole group go uh, with, with $10,000 for humanitarian aid? Yes. And it says, so now you're here blowing balloons for these kids. And, 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 and do you remember this? And all of a sudden, it was like I was here. This was what I was supposed to do. So, I mean, in our lives, that's one of the things that happened. So I went to junior high. I got teased in junior high. I got beat up. I had my brother who used to beat me at home. And so I, I went through a lot of rough times. But all the time, uh, you know, I started, I had this imaginary friend. Until about 13, and at 13, it seemed to dissipate this imaginary friend, and I started deciding that I needed to pray every morning and every day. And I was put on Valium because my brother and, and all these kids would tease me and everything. But God just seen me through that. Um, later on, I, you know, as I, 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 I went through my struggles, I went to a special education. I met a Scottish teacher who told me I was, uh, uh, that, that uh, I was God's chosen people. And I said, chosen for what? Because all my life I was persecuted because I was Jewish. I was told I killed Christ. I didn't even know who he was. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know it was one of our boys who made their God. Mm -hmm. You know, so I didn't recognize who the Messiah was. And then God just really helped me with that because this teacher would love me unconditionally. And as I read the Old Testament and the New Testament and Isaiah 53, I started realizing that Jesus was the Messiah. It is the Messiah foretold in the, in the Bible. But, you know, as I started growing and I tried to go to college, I had trouble going to college. And I really, you know, I, because of dyslexia, I couldn't get through all the, all the studies. I, I, I got 100% right of every question I did or 99% right. But I couldn't write fast enough and I couldn't read fast enough. And when they and some of the teachers would let me do it orally. Other teachers wouldn't let me do it orally. And so I, um, I, I started, uh, I, 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 I got in touch with the Ontario Rehab, which was a, um, which is a program for people with handicaps. And I ended up not finishing school, though I ended up in the Canadian Armed Forces at the, around the same time. Um, because my best friend said that uh, you can make a thousand dollars for a summer, and as I uh, walked in there 
and got recruited. They mixed up our paperwork because I should never have gotten in. And I got in and, and he didn't. And they went right. I went left. And it healed me of my physical handicap because in the army, there was no such thing as uh, going to mommy. So that was that was kind of that. And my best friend ended up not going in the army, ended up sending Dickie the ice cream and made twice as much money. But anyways, as I was uh, saying, well, I, 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 um, I, I was I went to Goodwill and Goodwill Industries helped me to learn uh, a skill. Even though I was a cook in the army, I wasn't fast enough. So they ended up, I ended up uh, on a working for a hospital and later on they hired me. Okay. And at that time, the pay rate, pay rate was in Canada was uh, $3.50 an hour. And I got $7.50 an hour for that. And, uh, and I, I've been there, I was there for 30 years, which allowed me to go to, bi uh, to, to Bible college and to study the word of God and to become a pastor. And, and I produced four television shows, um, kids' television shows. And I, I, was, uh, I, was start, I became a professional clown because part of this was not being able to take a joke, take teasing. And when I put on the clown face, I was oblivious. I kind of died to myself. And later on, that helped me. Even in the army, when they play jokes, I learned to laugh at myself. And when I learned how to laugh myself, I learned how to be better. So that's basically that. And then I ended up uh, becoming a pastor with uh, Touching Hearts Ministry, which is my ministry. And, and uh, I've been ordained. And I, I, I am a pastor at two, two or three different churches doing child evangelism. And that's basically my story in a nutshell. I think the whole time I realized uh, probably around 2021 that um, that teacher was really Jesus Christ. And that even though I didn't know him, he knew me first. And, and that's really basically my testimony in a nutshell. If you want, uh, there is a book that uh, um, that's published by um, by uh, thing, and I'd be happy to get it to somebody if they want. You know, just pay for the postage. Yeah. It's just uh, it's about Jew different Jewish testimonies. It originally was called the Lost Sheep who come from home came from home, but I think it uh, I think it changed, and my son's stories in there as well. Perfect. Um, thank you for, for making this podcast. Would you mind praying for everybody that's listening to us right now? I pray, Lord, that you would help people to understand that we're, that we're, we're as normal as anybody else. We have little bits of different personalities and different ways of coping. But Lord, give us the creative to be who we are that people would know us and seek us um, for who we are, face value. 
help us to be able to deal with the prejudice and the hurts, and that you would just give us supernatural strength to move on and to go ahead and become all the best that we can be. Lord, that the only handicap we really have is what people think of us, not what you think of us. You made us perfectly wonderfully made. And Lord, even though we have problems and sometimes we can't cope with things or we have trouble coping with things, Lord, that you would just help us to be able to find creative ways to cope and to move on. Lord, and part of our healing is to forgive those people who hurt us, to give them a gift that they don't deserve, a gift of freedom that uh, because they misunderstand us. We don't have to be worried about who we are because you understand me. You understand us. But we, we ask that you would just give us peace uh, and, 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 and wisdom. And Lord, when all the noise confuses us, when everything starts attacking, when that we would just find some way to be able to deal with it, to move on, so we can go on to the next thing. In Yeshua's precious name, in Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, brother. Wow. Mm. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to us. And we hope you have a great day or a great night wherever you are. And God bless. Keep up the good work to you, Mr. Aaron, and hope to see you soon in due time.